Well, thank you, Lord. This is uh, Basham Spirit Report, 2014, January 13th, very late at night. I have just got to get this out there because, man, I just go through a day here in the world, in this world system, and surrounded by people that uh, are at different degrees of their faith and their walks with God and just struggling through life and my heart just goes out to them but man I just yearn for the hot revelatory spiritual sexy and crazy and out there truth of the Mo letters and uh, I don't have too many people in my life to share these with anymore and so this is my place to share them so thank you, Lord, and praise the Lord for all the people that have written in and have shared their faith with me and encouraged me. And today, I would like to read a little section of a, uh, an old Mo letter called Letter to a Loved One. And uh, this is about, I guess, sort of the early days of the family, the children of God. And it, it goes on to say this. Okay. Uh, sorry, the microphone is a little bit out of sync here. Hopefully this will be a little bit more clear. So, praise the Lord. I'm just going to start right in the middle of the letter here in paragraph 3. It says that the Bible says, A man's foes shall be they of his own household. Matthew 10.36 The Lord allows this to test us to see if we are going to put him first. Seek ye, the, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I will have no other gods before me. Did you know money, education, husband, wife, and even parents can be gods that you put before God? Man, that's good to keep in mind. So many people so self-righteously put those things first before God and say, this is my responsibility, and they just totally neglect God and his work. Okay, moving on. Sometimes, and many times, parents are our biggest test to see if we really love God the most. Because it's the hardest thing we have to do to leave them, or to go against their wishes. We are supposed to honor our father and mother, to obey them in the Lord, but if God shows us something we are to do, we must obey him, even if it is not what our parents want. The Bible says, He that loveth father or mother more than me, is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me, Jesus is speaking, is not worthy of me. Now to explain why the churches and church people do not care for us, this is the early days of the children of God, the missionaries to the young people of this last generation, and even why some wish that I had joined some other nice little sweet churchy group, or some other traditional, what we've been brought up with, doctrine group. First of all, we practice and preach exactly what the Bible teaches, and we tell others exactly what the Bible teaches, which in many cases is directly contrary to what the churches of today are teaching. So if you take an honest look at what you've learned from the church during your life, and then look at what the Bible says honestly, you'll find that the two widely differ in what they have to say. Yet the church says, we are the people, and we have the truth, and we are living for God, and we are obeying God, and we are doing His will. And if you're not going to church and following our way, then you're wrong. 
Gosh, that sounds familiar. Do you know what Jesus had to say about the organized church? He said, Ye by your traditions have made the law of God of none effect. And that just wasn't back then either. That was meant for today too. Man, is it true? And I, I love, I listen to a lot of sermons actually from a lot of churches. I listen to Ian Clayton and Kat Kerr and Neville Johnson and Terry Bennett and uh, Joseph Prince and uh, Andrew Womack and a lot of really anointed preachers. And I, I'd say that they're a little bit out of the system because they're not running a church. They're just they're like traveling speakers. But uh, if you get into a church, you're going to get into a system. And it is not pretty. Man, systems are just yucky. No matter how you cut them, the only system I like is Jesus. He's my system. So if you're a part of Jesus, then you're a part of my system. And that's my home, and that's my army, and my my religion. It's just Jesus. So I just want to be a part of Jesus. Man, you know, I'm going to upload this unbelievably good sermon. I just remembered Jane Schwober at the Burning Hearts Church. Gosh, there's some beautiful things. But um, but I, I still hearken back to these old Mo letters because they're just like the break from the church system. Early 70s, late 60s, just total break from the church system, but full of anointing. Um, a blueprint for many people that I know that just lived outside of the box for their whole youth. So hats off to them. And uh, let's, let's keep getting out of the box. All right, to uh, move on here. Okay, for example, the organized church of today have put God in a little box, the church building, and put one man over the people, one man who only by reason of his many years in school has been made their shepherd, not because of his great knowledge of the scriptures or his closeness to God or his obedience to God's commands, which are God's requirements for a real pastor and shepherd, but only because he has passed their tests and earned their certificate and knows how to speak eloquently and construct pretty little pleasant sermons, and because he has had enough money to somehow get through all those years of college. If he has not been able to make it to college, then no matter how much he knows the Bible, the rule, bo the rule book, the guard, eh, the rule book, the guide, the yardstick, backwards and forwards, and has won many, many people to the Lord, he will never be passed by the board for the position of pastor in one of their churches. There was an old man who worked as a gardener, and he was always getting up and testifying and telling of the people he told about Jesus and the ones he'd won to the Lord, and was always praying for others and encouraging them to keep on for Jesus. Well, this poor old uneducated man had more right in God's eyes to be the leader of the people than the smooth, well-educated, full-of-facts-and-figures public relations man, the pastor. But this, sad to say, is the way that the church system which has left the ways of God and walks in its own wisdom operates. The Bible, however, makes it quite clear that all Christians are ordained to preach the gospel. When it says in John fifteen sixteen. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go out and bring forth fruit, 
And it just goes to say, and this is me, Michael, and my own little thought here, but goes to say how not only is church dead, but the whole system is dead. And when you just decide to stay close to Jesus, he ordains you to go out into your life, into your jobs, your schools, wherever you are. And if you're a missionary, then do your missionary work and to just meet people and share with them the love of God. And you're ordained by God. You don't have to have diploma. You don't have to have any word of man saying, hey, this is my man. You know, you get out there, go out on the street, people start a blog start a youtube channel and just pour out your heart and you know just say have the to say that god has sent you because why because you have faith in him and you are willing to share his word with others and man i tell you he will just put people into your life that will be hungry and searching just you will be fed through feeding others you will be watered through watering others the more Jesus you give, the more Jesus you're going to have. The more heaven you give, the more heaven you're going to have. It's really up to you, you know, and it doesn't have to be in, in any certain avenue. It's just however God lays it on your heart. And um, But for me, I know that when I don't witness, I start to just show up and die. And I'm feeling it because in my secular life, I I don't witness enough. It's really true, and I just... I need an avenue to just pour out my heart. And, you know, I, I spend time with kids, and I, I get to share love of God with people on different levels. And people are at different levels. They don't just... People aren't ready for the just the huge revolution of Jesus to just shatter their paradigms. Some people are just young, or some people are just, you know, in their little boxes, and, and they would just break. Their bottles are too old, you know? But, um, man, for those people that are ready for it, that are hungry for the word of God, oh, it's so good to just pour out into those people. Meet a new Christian. Man, by all means, go out there and find somebody that is new to Christ and just share your experience as a shepherd, as a Christian that has been in the Lord's faith for many years. And, man, do you see those people's the, their eyes just light up and, just desire more and draw from you and it is such a great feeling i don't get that very often but um on the occasions where i do it is it just reminds me of how real the faith of god is and just the bible and the word of god it's just good man it's so yummy the word is so delicious so may we stay in the word of god and keep pouring out to his people all right i'm going to read a little bit more here I'm going to go to bed because it is late. Okay. The church system of today, because they did not want to pay the price of obeying God and following his way, has been deceived into thinking their own way is right. Because they do not take the time to study his word and to hide it in their hearts and to follow his pattern, but instead follow false shepherds. And instead of reading God's book, they... They always study men's books about what God's book says. But if you want truth, you must always go to the top, to the one who said it first. It's like that little game of gossip. By the time the word or sentence is whispered around the circle, it is totally distorted and comes out completely different from the original word. 
God says, because they receive not the love of the truth, he shall send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie. Second Thessalonians 2.11. It's kind of like the whole alien, uh, new age alien deception thing. And, and the whole world is about to be enamored with uh, the lie that aliens are God. So, you know, just two days ago, the Canadian defense minister, former Canadian defense minister, came out and just said, aliens are real, they live around us, and they're here and stuff. And I don't doubt that aliens are real. But when people who don't know God start telling about aliens, you're liable to be deceived. And these aliens are going to show up, and they're going to not talk about the gospel. So get ready. That's Second Thessalonians 2.11. The strong delusion is coming. So if you don't believe the truth, you have to fill your heart with something. You have to believe something. So God lets you believe something other than the truth, which, if it is not the truth, is a lie. Ask the evangelist and the teachers at church. See how much scripture they have hid in their hearts that they might not sin against God. Remember, sin is not just doing something dreadfully bad. Even worse, it is getting out of line with God's will, leading people astray, away from what God wants for them. They may be doing something good, like sitting in church and praying and listening to the preacher and singing, but if they aren't doing what God told them to do, to go out to the highway and the hedges and bring them in, seek and search for and save which is lost, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, if they aren't hiding God's word, studying in their hearts and meditating upon it day and night as God's word says for to do for them to do if they aren't doing those things they are sinning and God will let them keep on deceived that they are doing okay if they refuse to pay the price of learning his word and obeying what it says the Bible says the law of God is in heart and none of his steps shall slide if it isn't in his heart his steps will slide and he'll get off the track wow so, that's it. The trouble with most Christians is that they have stopped obeying the little truth that they did have, and as a result, God hasn't been able to give them any more. It's kind of like with the family. It's a, I don't know, they just stopped wanting the truth. They stopped wanting the meat, and so God just stopped giving them meat, and now they're just doing whatever, just trying to survive, and Man, my heart goes out to those family people that spent their whole youth in the family and then now they've decided that they don't need their faith anymore and what they're left with is bloody nothing and it is sad. And I just, I mean, it's your faith for crying out loud. You know, the whole world is waiting to hear the faith that the family had. And um, as it says in the Bible, if we have only hope for Christ in this life, we are of all men most to be pitied. And I say to family people, if you only hoped for your faith to be fulfilled in this life, you are of all men most to be pitied. And so for God's sake, get your faith back. Share it with the world. You know, World War III is about to start. All this insanity. They need the family. They need Christians that are outside of the system, that know how to hear from the word, that, that, that can interpret the bible and who can hear the voice of god if you are out there and if you have this kind of faith by all means start sharing it and don't lose it whatever you do 
and uh, remember the dear price that you paid for it. And don't just throw it away just because you don't have some leadership person telling you to believe in it anymore. Really get quiet with God and find out what was real. And, um, you know, we have Alex Jones, we have Steve Quayle, we have preachers, we have miracle workers. We don't have Christians that that are shepherds and leaders that know how to live outside of the system and how to live by faith and this kind of um, this kind of testimony we don't have that it's just I don't know anybody but the family so that's my heart cry I'm not lucid enough right now to even uh, guard my words or uh, you know write up a, a, a thesis I'm just sharing what's on my heart all right let's read a few more paragraphs of this so the church of today has nothing to offer the hungry the spiritually sick millions who needs its help all they can say is jesus will save you but after jesus saves you what then where do we go from there the reason why some are not interested in being a christian is because they see no future in it who wants to go to a building once or twice a week and pray a little during the week Try to be good, you know, do them and not do a million don'ts that the church has laid down to try to take away the real freedom that God actually has for his children. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And to the pure, all things are pure. So you see, and I do love you. The reason why the church system would rather we did not exist is because we expose their hypocrisy. We show people that all they have to do is obey what God's word says and do what he wants. They don't have to go to church every Sunday. The word church in the New Testament means called out ones, not building. And we will worship every day if we love him and really want to do it, not just count it as our duty. So, amen. So we should forsake all, you know, preach the gospel to every creature. And uh, if you live for Jesus, you will suffer persecution. If the church would follow these commandments from Jesus, the whole church organization would fall apart. There would be no longer any need to have a big, rich building. Homes would be adequate. People would go on witness instead of gathering in little cliquish clans at their building on Sunday. There would be no need to spend a lot of money on church maintenance and pastor's salaries or beautiful clothes to wear to church. But people could then spend God's money that he provided through new people constantly being saved and becoming soul winners too and bringing their possessions or money from the sale of them into the group, spending it on reaching the lost for Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people would do that the way that Jesus said to do it? Well, we're trying to do it by the grace of God, and it's working. And, uh, by the way, this is 40 years ago, but hey, let's say, let's, let's do it again, you know? Why not? If people focus on this again today in 2014, I'll bet you God would do miracles beyond anybody's dreams. You know, they said about the early Christians that they were turning the world upside down. You know why they were able to do that? Because they did what God said to do what they could do and then God did the rest that's what God's doing with us we're poor weak not very well educated most of us but God said he takes the foolish things to confound the wise and the weak things of the world to confound the mighty 
the things which are despised and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. That means that no matter how young you are, no matter how little you know, no matter how few talents you have, or how poorly you speak, that God can use you. In fact, in the scripture I just gave you about the foolish things, it says that God actually takes this kind of person to use. So if you feel like you are nothing, you are no good, then cheer up. God can use you and has a special place for you in his kingdom. So God is using us right now in our country to turn it upside down, or maybe it's right side up for him, because we're open to his truth and we're willing to follow him and do whatever he says, even if it's hard. And this is talking about those days. We had one boy who saw the show on NBC, forsook everything, drove his car to Texas, knowing only that we were in the state, but having no idea where. Man, Texas is like the size of most countries. He drove around for five days all over Texas with a sign on the back of his car that said, Children of God, where are you? He finally met someone who could direct him to us, and having found us, he has become a full-time student, knowing that this was where he was looking for all his life. This is what he was looking for all his life. Wow. Man, so... You know, if if you're not something that, you know, people are willing to just leave everything to be a part of, what are you? What are you doing with your life? You know, are you just surviving? Because there is a truth that is so hot. This reality that Jesus has accomplished everything on his cross already. And all you need to know is realize who you are in Jesus and in God and just get out there and do miracles. Get get messed up in this messed up world and, and share the love of God and the absolute reconciliation of acceptance from God to this world. Clean up some of this garbage. Be a toilet for Jesus, you know? Man. And I'm just going to stop here because this is just, there, there's some more testimonies about the family in those days. In some ways, they're kind of sad because it's like, they're so amazing. Back then, it was like people were just all out for Jesus. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Ask God to enlarge your vision, to show you how much more he has beyond what you have ever seen. This is so true or felt or heard or known it's there but he's waiting for you i have not seen neither hath ear heard neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for them that love him if you love me keep my commandments but god hath revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth all things yea the deep things of god oh man hallelujah so good so true this word is just so hot today you know forget what your friends say forget what the older generation says there's not much hope for the older generation they have been satisfied they become satisfied with life they're taken up in their material pursuits of the competitive hypocritical society but for the young who are seeking hungry unhappy yearning for the spiritual this is their day God is pouring out his spirit upon them and is making of them a nation that he will be pleased to dwell in. The children of Israel were kept in the wilderness until the older generation had died off because of their lack of faith. 
but the young were allowed to go into the promised land. Man, you know, just forget the people who lost their faith already. Just, just leave them behind, you know. It's just a matter of time before they die off. And you be a part of what God is doing today. Just get around people that are full of faith. Listen to people that are full of faith. Be a part of the revolution for Jesus and for truth in this world. Cast away from you all your transgressions whereby ye have transgressed and make you a new heart, a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord of the Lord God. Wherefore turn yourselves and live ye. Ezekiel thirty-eight. Man, thank you, Lord. So let the Lord guide your life and just trust the revolution to him. And may he start a revolution in your life personally because things are different now. Way, way, way different. So let's, uh, let's go out and follow him outside of the camp and consider him who suffered greatly and who, you know, we haven't suffered unto blood yet, but he did. So let's, oh, man, let's just suffer with him and live for him and live by his side. Jesus' name. I'm, <laughs> I'm fading fast, but my spirit is willing. So praise God. Good night.